Hello, and welcome to our Lighthouse podcast. We hope that this message brings inspiration and intent to your day. glad to be here with you this morning and we're continuing our series. Actually, it's the last week of our series on the power of you. It's been a really great um, series and if you have missed some of it, you should go back and uh, listen to the podcast, listen to the online content because it's a really, um, it's been a really helpful series for me in moving forward knowing that I have power wherever I am. Uh, and today we're going to speak about the power of you, but the power of being present because actually we can't be powerful if we don't have the presence of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about the power of being present. Hey, turn to the person next to you. Do you have a nickname that your family gave you when you were younger? Share with them, ready? What was your nickname growing up? Any saucy ones? Okay. (laughs) There's a few good ones out there. I feel like we need to share the mic and get the dirt on a few more people than just me today. But my, uh, my nickname growing up was the whirlwind child. I was the whirlwind. I, uh, I would be constantly on the go. I love looking forward. I love uh, the next project. I love the next big idea. I was always moving forward, excited for the next thing. But my mum would be always frustrated with me because I would leave a chaos of mess behind me. And uh, I remember being about 16 and she called me into the kitchen and she was like, Elise, can you see this? And I looked and like every single cupboard door was open. There was coffee half drunk, cereal everywhere, bowls left. And I'd been just on one of those days where I was off to, of course, something important. And I'd left the mess behind me. And I said, Mom, we've got four kids. It must have been everyone. Nell's having breakfast. She said, no, Elise, go back in. You're the only one home. Tidy it up. And I had to go back. And it was a good lesson for me. I have a good mum because I realised the importance of actually stopping being present in what I do before I move forward. And that's a, a skill that I've need to, needed to gain as a mum. A mum of three kids, there's a lot of chaos that can happen, but I have to be present. Also in my relationships, in my workplace, stopping and being present. And so there is power in being present. I think um, that's probably many of us at the moment. We're living lives that don't actually allow us to, uh, to be present, to be paying attention. You know, last year we went from a year where everything stopped and now we're back into a year where everything's on, isn't it? You know, we're back into work, we're back into church, we're back into kids' activities, we're back into sports. I know our kids have got a bigger social life than I have at the moment with all the birthday parties and everything else on. We're living in a world that is on the go and it can be actually hard to hear the voice of God and understand the power that we have unless we pay attention. Uh, I, I, I was thinking about it this week and we in, we're in a world where people wonder why they can't see God in a world like this and they wonder why they can't hear him in this season. But are we stopping? Are we stopping to pay attention? So today I want to talk about uh, the power of being present by understanding that God can't be contained anymore, that actually we have the power when we're both filled and equipped for what we're doing. So I'm going to pray for us this morning, if that's okay, and then we'll get into it. God, I just thank you that you are a powerful God. 
I thank you that uh, you have power that you've given to us today. And God, I pray for your Holy Spirit right now. I could sense it in worship, God. I know that you're in this place even before we came in today, God, that you are around us, that you are through us. You've gone before us. You've come behind us, God. Your Holy Spirit is going to be present with us today. God, I pray that people can hear powerfully from you. I pray it's not my words today, God, but it's your words that are speaking into lives and hearts today. It's your words, God, that are going to move people forward as we stop and we're present with you today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I grew up in a faith community. I've gone to church my whole life, but the faith community I grew up in, we didn't always understand the Holy Spirit. We didn't have language around Him. I understood about God and Jesus, but didn't have this language around the Holy Spirit. And so it's been something that I have had, I felt His presence really from a young age, but I haven't always understood who He was. And so it's been a journey that I've been on in studying and getting to know and understanding the Holy Spirit. And I wanted to share with you today, in case this is your first time coming into an idea about the Holy Spirit or you might not always have had a language around it. We're going to do a bit of a backtrack. We're going to understand a little bit about the Holy Spirit. So right in the beginning, God's Holy Spirit was known as the word Ruach. All right, you've got to get the Can you say it, everyone? Ruach. Ruach. That's it. It's, a, it's the Hebrew word, and it was the inv- invisible presence of God. It literally means the wind moving or our breath. It's powerful and sustaining, this, this invisible energy. And we saw it at the, right at the beginning in Genesis chapter 1. It hovered over the earth. And then we saw that the Holy Spirit actually had relationship with Adam and Eve when they were in the garden and they got to talk with him and were in relationship with him. And then the, in the Old Testament, sin entered the world, didn't he, in, in that garden of Eden when Adam and Eve took the apple that they were told not to. And they actually had to be separated from that presence of God. They were moved out of the garden and uh, they were separated from that relationship with God. The Holy Spirit, we still can, we still sense, hear stories of him through, you know, um, stories like the prophets. We have Moses, um, we have David, we have people that Jesus used or the Holy Spirit, sorry, used to encounter him and move forward the story of him in the Bible. But we, they didn't actually have a, a relationship with him in a human presence form. But then we saw Jesus was born and we, we get to have this amazing story of when the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus. The, we see a, a bird, the dove, you know, go encounter him and when he was baptized. And the Holy Spirit came powerfully on him. And then the story of Jesus' life is full of these amazing, powerful encounter moments of miracles, of healing, of peace. As he walked into his spaces, into his relationships, into everyone that he encountered. And he said uh, in, the, um, in the New Testament, he said to his friends, he said in John chapter 14, he said, I am telling you this while I'm still with you, but the Father sends the spirit of holiness, the one like me who sets you free. He will teach you all things in my name and he will inspire you to remember every word that I've told you. I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. He promises to, to, to give this Holy Spirit to us when he leaves. He's going to leave us with a tool. And I, I, I missed out on it. I wanted to let you know about in Exodus before Jesus came. They, had, they created a way that they could encounter the presence of God. But in Exodus, they built a tabernacle. And uh, they built this tabernacle so that they could carry it around with them as they were wandering through the wilderness. And then um, Solomon built a temple. And these places of tabernacles and temples were places they had to go to to encounter the presence of God. They had to contain him. The presence of God was contained in the Old Testament. 
But then Jesus tells us about this gift that's coming for us in the New Testament after he comes. He leaves a gift with us. In Acts chapter 2, you should read the story. It's an amazing story about what the Holy Spirit, the story of Pentecost. But in Acts chapter 2 verse 4, it says that, that, that they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit. And they were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages that they had never learned. In that, in that Acts chapter 2 verse 4, there's a Greek word, there's two words in there that means both filled and equipped. He doesn't just fill us, but he equips us for what we're going on to. So I wonder if you're still in Exodus, you're still in the Old Testament, and you're still containing your faith a little bit to boxes. You're still containing the presence of God to spaces in your life and your world. Maybe this is a Sunday container here. We, we experience the presence of God. I felt him this morning. It's awesome to have the presence of God. We might meet with friends and family. You know, we might have prayer on our Sunday for healing. But our presence of God stays in this Sunday container. Or maybe for you, you might bring him out sometimes in your week. It's a little bit of a smaller container. Maybe he comes out for your, you know, God time when you read the Bible on your Monday at I said 5 a.m., maybe you're early bird. There we go. That's our container. Or maybe connect group. The presence of God can come out um, in my connect group, and I'll experience the presence of God then. Um, I'll experience him maybe with my friends that believe in God or with my family that believe in God. But I'll contain him to these spaces where I want him to fit. But it says in that Acts chapter 2, verse 4, they were filled and equipped. They were inspired and empowered actually these lids, these have to come off. We're not meant to keep him contained into these spaces that we have him in, but he wants us to take the lids off and he wants the Holy Spirit to be inspired and equipped and empowered into each space of your life. He wants the Holy Spirit not to just to be here on a Sunday, but actually to fill this every space, every relationship that you find yourself in. Can you remember the first time that you were filled with the Holy Spirit? If you don't remember, if you haven't yet had that opportunity, we're going to have a space at the end where you can encounter the Holy Spirit. And I'm excited for you, if you haven't, to have that moment to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember for me, it was, um, I'd gone to a youth group. Again, it wasn't a place where there was a lot of language around the Holy Spirit. But that night at youth, you know, we had worship music and we'd had a great message. And I'd gone home. I remember just sitting on my bed and I just remember what I, I was going through, you know, lots of family things, friendship things at that time. But I just remember sitting on my bed and just saying, God, I want you in my life. Fill me up, God. I, I said, God, I want you to use me. I want to be something you use for more. And I remember just asking God for more. And in that moment, I had a powerful encounter in my bedroom at, at that age, a powerful encounter with God who filled me. But also he equipped me. I've gone on to be able to do so many things that I never thought I would do because God's equipped me for spaces, relationships, conversations uh, that he's had for me. He wants to fill and equip us. I couldn't actually be filled though if I hadn't stopped and taken that moment to be with God in my bedroom and invite him into me and to fill me up. And there's stories right through the Old Testament um, of, of times when God filled people up for what he had for them. There's that story of David, and uh, Paul spoke about it. He alluded to it in a message, and it was a great message that we heard at our national conference about. David actually stopped at the stream, and he had to stop, and he picked up the, the stones, and he spent time there before he went on to, to fight Goliath. And he spent time by the stream to get the tools he needed. And uh, in the story of Moses... 
He's, he was in, um, he was a, he was in his, with his people who were slaves and um, he knew that he had to do something about it. But God sent him into the wilderness. He sent him to solitude. He sent him to a space uh, where he could hear from God. And actually he saw the burning bush. And it said though in that, in that verse um, in, ex, in Exodus, when Moses saw the bush, there it is, there the, there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire within a bush. And Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight. And when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from the bush. I love it. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, and then he spoke to him. We have to have those moments where we go over to God, where we turn towards him, and then he's going to speak to us. There's another story in the New Testament about the woman at the well, and we're going to stay there for a moment, where she goes to the well and she, she experiences Jesus for the first time. She's filled up, but she's equipped for what he has for her. So if you have your Bible, your device, or you want to follow on the screen, we're going to read from John chapter 4, verse 5 to 14. Jesus arrived at the Samaritan village of Sichar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. He was wearied by his long journey. He sat on the edge of the well and sent his disciples into the village to buy food, for it was already afternoon. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink of water. Surprise, she said. Why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? She was surprised. It was against the cultural norms, but she stopped and she was attentive and she listened and she wanted to learn more about Jesus. Jesus replied, if you only knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you, you'd ask me for a drink and I would give you the living water. The woman replied, but sir, you don't even have a bucket and the well is very deep. So where do you find this living water? Do you really think that you are greater than our ancestor Jacob who dug this well and drank, for, drank for, from it himself along with his children and his livestock? And Jesus answered, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never be thirsty again. From when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit flooding you with endless life. The well was a place where people went to to get refreshment. And it was in the desert, and that's where they went to get refreshed. They went there to get to get uh, to be with other people. They went in groups there. They went there like our Sunday here today. We go to lighthouse to be refreshed, don't we? But Jesus said that that water that He has for her was to overflow, was to become a fountain of living water. He wants that woman at the well, just like He wants for us, for us to become the containers. We're not just going to come to a well, but we're going to become the well. We're going to walk the well into our spaces, into our families, into our friendships, into our workplaces. We're going to become the well of refreshment for people. We're going to become the well of healing. We're going to become the well of peace for people as we walk the Holy Spirit into our spaces. We're going to be flooded with the Holy Spirit. When we open the box up, when we are filled, he's going to work powerfully through us. And just this week, you know, when you write a message, you know, it often means that you have to practice what you're talking about. And I, I always, always have been a spiritual person. I've been guided by the Holy Spirit. But this week I was actually extra intentional in just inviting the Holy Spirit into my spaces, into my day. Uh, I would drive in my car and just say, come Holy Spirit into that next work meeting or into that next um, person I was going to be catching up with. Come Holy Spirit as I sat down with my kids at the dinner table. I said, come Holy Spirit as I just went and got my hair done or I went to the gym. I had the most amazing encounter with God at the gym this week. It wasn't in my Sunday. It was at the gym. 
Uh, but at the hairdresser, I sat down to get my hair done and uh, there was another lady getting her hair done there as well. And um, I just I started asking her, how was your day? And she just started crying. And uh, she, she let me know that her mum had just passed away that week. And she'd only just found out that she had cancer three weeks earlier. So she'd just passed away that week. And at the same time, she'd moved out of her big family home. Her children had all left. And she was feeling alone. She was feeling isolated. She was feeling sad. And she said to me, I've had no one else to talk to about these things. It wasn't a number 10 moment like we've talked about with the dial that Paul's been speaking about. It wasn't that huge number 10. She came to Christ that day, but it was a one degree of difference. Just that Holy Spirit moment where I was filled and I was attuned to what he was doing. equipped me to have a great conversation with her and a conversation that she needed to have. He equipped me for the space that I was in. And I want to continue with that story of the woman at the well in John chapter 4. I love it. She was filled, but let's see what happens. At that moment, his disciples returned and were stunned to see Jesus speaking with a Samaritan woman. Yet none of them dared ask him why or what they were discussing. But all at once, the woman left her water jar and ran off to tell the village and told everyone. Just like the disciples dropped the net when they knew who Jesus was, the woman dropped her water jar when she realized who Jesus was and she ran off. Come and meet a man who told me everything I've ever done. He could be the one you've been waiting for. Hearing this, the people came streaming out of the village to go see Jesus. Many from the Samaritan village became believers in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I'd ever done. Then they begged Jesus to stay with him, so he stayed there for two days, resulting in many more coming to faith in him because of this message. This woman had met Jesus, she realized who he was, she was filled, and she was equipped. That was a Samaritan village. It wasn't the people that, that, um, that Jesus had had to do with before. This was a whole new city that she was able to be an evangelist to. She was able to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and many people became to Christ because of this Samaritan woman. I found this quote this week on Instagram. Who loves an Instagram quote? I do. This one's from Jules Abel. She's a good one to follow for inspirational quotes. This one says, There is no more powerful an agent of change than the Holy Spirit. I love that. You're a powerful agent of change. The Holy Spirit, in Acts chapter 2, it said that he inspired them to speak in languages that they had never learned. I believe that wherever God's placed you, wherever you walk into, the space that you find yourself in, God has given you the language of change that you need. You know, we're living in a culture where we're trying to understand religion. We had the freedom for faith last weekend. We're trying to understand culture. We're trying to understand race. We're trying to understand gender. This is a crazy time, isn't it? But God has given you the language that you need. The Holy Spirit gives you the language that you need to empower the culture you find yourself in, to empower the generation you find yourself in. I really felt this week that for our young people, that this is a message for you, for our young leaders out there, our youth kids, our youth leaders, our red frog leaders, our young adults, that God has given you, uh, he's going to empower you with all you need. He's given you the language of change that you need. We have such an intelligence, don't we? We are, we are so in tune with technology at the moment. We, are, we have so much going for us. And you guys, you young leaders, you're going to create change in the culture. You're going to create change for the generations to come. When we're given the Holy Spirit, our faith works from the inside out. 
We're given the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it says in Galatians chapter 5, it talks about the fruits that we have. It says, But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expression, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and a strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they were meant to be limitless. When we are present with the Holy Spirit, our faith becomes real from the inside out. Imagine walking into a, a space of sadness, the joy that you can bring, like I could to that in that hairdressing moment. Imagine the peace that you can walk into conflict. A life full of virtue. I love that one. People are going to notice you. People are going to notice your life, how you raise your family when you have a life full of virtue. A faith that prevails. We're in a culture where faithfulness, it's a lost commodity at the moment. But when you have a faithfulness in your relationships and a faithfulness in what you believe, people are going to notice you. You are empowered with the Holy Spirit in the spaces that you find yourself in. The Holy Spirit is going to use us. He's going to use us all differently, but He is going to use you. And you have to understand that you have power, power that the Holy Spirit has for you. We're going to take a moment. We're going to take a moment to be in worship today. We're going to take a moment just to invite the Holy Spirit in again. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to fill us and to refresh us so that we can be equipped for all He has for you. I am so excited. Imagine the stories. You have to come back to me. Imagine the stories that are going to come from this week when you walk into your spaces filled with the Holy Spirit, when you know that you have power, when you say as you're driving in your car, come Holy Spirit, when you say as you're with your family, come Holy Spirit, in your workplace, come Holy Spirit. I can't wait to hear the stories of the power that you have. So please stand with me now. And I just invite you to to raise your hands. That's just a posture that says we're ready to encounter you. And if you close your eyes, it just allows you to focus. And we're going to hear the band. They're going to do some worship behind us in a moment. But I just want to pray for you and pray for a fresh encounter of the Holy Spirit. God wants to bring peace over a mind that has been filled with doubts and filled with thoughts that aren't from Him. He wants to remind you that He brings peace. He wants to bring healing He wants to bring healing for your body. He wants to bring healing for your mind. As you say, come Holy Spirit, He wants to bring healing to you today. He wants to bring you joy again. He wants to bring you joy. Maybe you've been in a season where you haven't felt the Holy Spirit for a while. You've been traveling in a season that has been dry. He wants to bring joy and life to you again as you pray, come Holy Spirit. Maybe you're in a hard situation, you're in a hard circumstance and you don't know the way forward, but God wants to say, I have the language for you. I'm going to walk with you in this. As you say, come Holy Spirit. And if this is the first time for you, if what I'm talking about today, you don't really understand yet because you haven't felt that presence of the Holy Spirit. Today, He wants to meet you. 
He wants to meet you as you pray. Come, Holy Spirit. So the band's going to begin to worship behind us, but we are going to say these three words together. I'm going to say them first and you're going to repeat them out. You're going to declare these words today. Three words that bring power. Come, Holy Spirit. Let's declare it again. Come, Holy Spirit. God, we believe that you have got work to do today. And we're going to enter your presence now. We're going to enter your worship. And I, I just ask you to keep saying those words out loud or in your heart or in your mind. Come, Holy Spirit. And He's going to come with power over your situation and your circumstance today. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us at a differentlight.com.au or join us at one of our Sunday gatherings.